Welcome to the podcast of New Creation Christian Center. I am Pastor Marquise Franklin, and I am excited that you would take the time to listen to our latest sermons and what God is doing in this ministry. New Creation Christian Center is in Seattle, led by Pastor Harold and Annis Franklin. And our statement is, come as you are and be transformed by the word of God, as stated in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Now, I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to be encouraged by the word of God that is going to be shared today. Check it out and share it with somebody that may need it. Now, let's get into this week's message. He gave us dominion over the land, to rule over it, to subdue it, to be fruitful, and to multiply. Those are the first commands that he, that he gave to us. So we move, in, we move into our calling, because after all, we have to, we gotta survive, so to speak. But God, God is our provider, but in this day and age, with everything that's going on, we have to have a way to survive. For God to be able to use people to give into us so that we can move forward. The being fruitful aspect of everything coming together and mixing in this melting pot that God had intended to be perfect, if you will. And so we go, we go and look at the disciples. When he first called, when he first called the disciples, um, Matthew, what was it, or uh, Matthew, Matthew four nineteen. When he first called the disciples, he called. They were fishermen, and he said, "Come, follow me. Be fishers of men." And he did not take them away from something that they had already knew. He took a concept that they were familiar with, their livelihood, something, a talent, a gift that he had given to them in order that they might, that they might survive in the physical, in, in, the, in the physical world. Well, when he called them, he said, I will make you fishes of men. And they dropped everything that they had to follow Jesus. They began to learn the spiritual aspect of what was once physical, so where the two shall meet. But when they finally got the call to, to go into all the world and preach the gospel, they knew the aspect of, fish, of, of being fishermen. So when God sent them into the world, he said, I'm sending you in to, to do what you already know, to be fishermen, but to fish for lost souls. And in that, I will provide for you. Luke, Luke 9, 3, take nothing but the clothes on your back. Go into a city and stay there, find a house and stay there un until, you, until you go. But their provision was in their, fit and their fruitfulness. Their, their, their leg work. They graduated from having to work and fish, fish, and they graduated and they grew to the point they, in, they embraced their calling on what God had already given them physical attributes and traits that they already knew to now they're jumping in wholeheartedly and embracing their calling 110%. And then you, act, then you move into that different level or that next level of fruitfulness where the spirit realm intertwines with the physical and, and supernatural needs are met. 
God is causing men to give unto, the, give unto their bosoms. But their callings are slightly different in, 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 the, simple, in the simple fact that back then they didn't have, they, they didn't need a whole lot. Most of them had one or two garments for the entire week and probably, you know, probably did laundry once a month, you know, unless, you know, unless you're super rich and got servants and, you know, wardrobes full of clothes. And so I want to, I basically want to encourage you to grab a hold of whatever it is that God has placed on your heart to do and to run with it. When, when, I, when I look back to, to when I wanted to be a professional rollerblader, I wanted to be, have a t-shirt company and have a rollerblade company and be, and be nationally known. And this, I had a passion for it and I thought this is what it was, but I made a promise to God one day I said, if this is not what you want to do, I'll stop when I break a bone or I won't push so hard when I break a bone or if I break a bone or get get seriously hurt. Whether that was a smart move or a bad move, I don't know. But ten, uh, five years in, I broke a knee. And I was like, OK, God, obviously this isn't what you want me to do. I didn't quite give it up. I didn't quite give it up right away. Um, and to kind of, kind of, kind of rewind a little bit growing up, all I did was tinker. I took remote control cars apart, took stereos apart, you name it. If it moved, if it did something, I took it apart. And my dad will attest on the amount of things that I broke taking things apart. And he always thought that I would be some sort of engineer or inventor. Um, and I always thought he was crazy. I, I, I love to draw. I love to be an artist. That was what I did. I got yelled at it a lot because I wasted paper. <laughs> um, but it was just, it was something that I, I, I like to do. And, you know, growing up, there wasn't really a whole lot of engineering schools or places that you can just go in and get, you know, some sort of advanced technical degree on things that I liked. Well, fast forward, I broke a knee. I go to school because I wanted to still try to push a clothing line or something. Well, that didn't work. School didn't work out. And I ended up um, going into the local Goodyear and applying for a job. And with no sort of background or knowledge or anything. And so when I got hired on, I kind of couldn't believe it because it was just kind of a, it was a Hail Mary, if you will. And I didn't quite understand what God had started getting. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't quite understand what God was doing, getting me, you know, getting me, getting me started, you know, working on cars, being a mechanic. And, uh, and of course, Monica comes into the picture and we kind of, for years we went back and forth about you know what I wanted to do, as far as if I was going to still have the clothing line or you know if I was going to finally buckle down and be a career a career mechanic. 
And so, after, you know, people started speaking things into my life, started meeting people, and they were, you got this talent, you're a natural at it, you do this, you do that, and I would do things that I don't normally like to do, because God gave me the ability to adapt, and so I got put into management positions early on, and I didn't like it, I didn't want to do it, don't like talking to people, I just didn't want to do it, but I had to do it, because it was what was God was using to provide for me. And so it got to the point where I started to embrace it. And a lot of people didn't, didn't, under, didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. You know, buying up all these tools and, and what I know now were seeds. Everybody else thought I was crazy. Everybody else thought I was crazy. Never had any money. I couldn't, couldn't fix my race car. You know, everybody else was going fast down the track, and here I am, you know, I'm stuck. I'm stuck at square one. And then one day, God opens up a door. He opens up a door for me to get a shop. And it was at that moment I had, I had come to the realization that I was, in fact, on the right track. And... But I just, I just want to say, take, what, take your greatest gifts and talents and run with them. Proverbs 22, 29 says, your talents will put you before kings. And this is what, this is what God is intending for each and every one of us. The disciples, some of them got put in, had to go preach to people that were in high places. A lot of people of, a lot of people of influence. And a lot of, a lot of fruit of their labors came from it. Um, but embrace, embrace what God has put on your heart and run with it. Give it everything that you have. But make sure that you do it for him. Make sure that you do it for him. Because if, if we do it for God and not for the money, the money will show up. I've learned, and, and, and I, saw this, I saw this in my parents growing up. Do not act out of desperation. Because when you start to chase that money, the money will be gone faster than it ever shows up. But when you do it because you loved, because you love it, and because you were called to it, doors will begin to open, and you will start to see growth. You will start to see growth. We're just halfway through this sermon, but our prayer is that God is already speaking a dynamic word to you personally. But don't keep it to yourself. We need you to testify. We want to hear what God is doing. Give us a call or text us at 425-686-8197 to let us know what God is doing. If you're on Facebook, contact us at facebook.com slash newcreationcc or on Twitter at newcreationwa. Now, let's tune in for the second half of this sermon. 
And sometimes some things grow faster than others. You know, there are some vegetables that take three, you know, three months. And like apple trees, fig trees, orange trees, take years, take years, but it's the cultivation. And it might be that you have an apple tree that you have planted seeds for, but God says, okay, here's some tomatoes to throw in the process. But you said apples. No, you have to wait for that season to show up. Because if you plant, if, if, if you don't do something in the, in, in, in the meantime, while you're waiting for your other season to grow, but you also have, you have to give 110% to those apples, the same, the same amount of attention that you give, that you give those tomatoes. The tomatoes are going to grow faster, but your tomatoes are a temporary, are, is a temporary fruit, is a temporary thing to get you the long-term goal. But the sooner that you start planting the seeds for the long-term things that God has placed in your heart, the sooner it's gonna, the, the, the sooner it's gonna come out, the sooner it's gonna blossom, it's gonna bear fruit. Whether that's being, whether that's speaking a word to somebody, whether that's working your job, whether that's jumping out and, and starting your own business. These are all fruits. But that thing that God has put inside of you that is the one thing that you wish that you can do, start to do it. Because that is the one thing that God will use to transform everybody in your path. But you have to start planting the seeds now in order to reap the harvest and the fruit later. Mike Murdoch used to say, God wanted a family, so he planted a son. He planted, he planted Jesus, he planned it out, but you got all, you look at the time frame that it took for him to get it right. As soon as Adam, as soon as Adam fell, as soon as he ate of the fruit, that was when God began to plant the seed down the line through, uh, through, through Abraham, David, Mary, Joseph, to Jesus. He began to plant the seeds even though it took years. But start planting the seeds today so that we as a church can begin, begin to be fruitful. So that we can walk in everything that God has intended for us to walk in. Because if we keep putting it off, if we keep brushing it off, oh, it's too hard. Oh, it's this. Or I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to do that. It takes the, the faith. What did you say? A faith of a mustard seed. Mustard seeds are small. They grow. Corn, same way. One or two, you got three or four stalks. It's just how they work. But you plant seeds now. And you watch them over time. You don't give up on them. You keep them, you keep them going. You got to keep them going. You got to keep them in rotation. But that one main gift that you have is the one that God is going to be used if you cultivate it right. If you use it. Study to show yourself approved. It's going to take time. Don't let up. Don't stop. People are going to make fun of you. Oh, well, no, you, you, you're, you're too old for that. Or, oh, no, that'll never work. Oh, no, no. Half of the things that I do with cars and things, everybody told me wouldn't work. But I press and I persevere. 
And there are some times where I'll be doing something and I'll have this idea and I'll throw it on the back burner. And God will be like, finish what you start. Finish what you start. If you open up your mouth, finish it. Finish it. And I'm still reaping some of the fruits of my, you know, I'm, or I'm still having to sow seeds into these projects that I want to see come, you know, come about. But we have to start, we have to start somewhere. If that's music, give it all you got. If it's speaking in front of, in front of crowds, give it all you got. If it's playing music, give it all you got. If it's teaching, give it all you got. Give it all you got. And you don't have to shove Jesus down, down their throats all the time. All the time. Let your life bear fruit, bear witness. Because you, you, you're sowing seeds. We're not, we're, not, we're not out, you know, throw a couple seeds and tomorrow's going to be, you know, an apple orchard. You know, a lemon orchard. A, you know, a grapevine. It takes time. But start sowing these seeds today in the things that God is putting, putting on your heart to do. Because there's no telling what's going to come of it. And the, and the last thing that I'm going to say is do not fear the reward. Do not fear the reward. Do not fear the harvest. Because we as Christians have been told for so long that it is not it is not right to be on top. It's only not right to be on top if you're not using what God has given you on top to help those down below. Because what is an apple tree for? For people to pick and eat the fruit. He had the Israelites set up corners of their harvest fields for the poor. But we have to be willing to be vessels. I said this a couple weeks ago. God's living water. We are nothing more than a faucet. But if we are not willing to be open and turned on. And to accept what he is giving us. Then we will never be fruitful. We will never multiply. But we as Christians have to start moving forward 110%. It's going to hurt. We're gonna be up for a, we're gonna be up for attack. But if we do not start today, if we do not start in the four walls of our house, of this church, it's never, it's never gonna happen. We're gonna keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off, and then our lives are gonna go by, and then when we get to heaven, God's gonna be like, "What'd you do?" And I have, and I, and I've had to deal with myself so many times on this because I didn't like talking to people. Still don't like talking to people. But it got to the point in my growth, in my walk, that I said, okay, God, if this is what you want me to do, I'm going to do it, and, I, and, and I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it my all. And we're going to see what's going to go from this. So embrace what God has called you to do. Do not put it off so that we can be fruitful. It costs money to grow. Yes, God provides, but he said he would cause men to give unto our bosoms. So we have to do what it is that he put inside of us in order for us to walk the path 
to find the open doors. And again, do not be scared of the, uh, scared of the reward. Because after all, we got to survive, but we also have to be a blessing. Hallelujah. Be fruitful. Hallelujah. Father God, I just, I thank you and I praise you, O oh God. And I just pray that your word just resonate, O oh God. And I thank you that you were showing me different things. And I just pray, O oh God, that it just go and it resonate and that you just begin to show people and reignite in them the passion for the things that you have placed inside of them, O oh God. The things that you want them to do so that they can get their harvest and that they can be fruitful, O oh God. And in the end, impact. And I just pray, oh God, that you just send out a fresh anointing on your people. That you would ignite your that you would ignite your spirit inside of them, oh God. So that we can can get to get back to that place, oh God. Like the, the Acts Church, oh God. Where your spirit resonated, oh God. Where it broke out into revival, oh God. Revive us, oh God, so that we can begin to be fruitful for you. And your kingdom. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We thank you for listening to today's sermon. And we pray that you are impacted to become the new creation that God desires. We at New Creation Christian Center invite you to come join us for service Saturday at 7 p.m. or Sunday at 11 a.m. located at 5150 South Cloverdale Street, Seattle, Washington. Also, feel free to visit us online at newcreationwa.org. New Creation Christian Center, the path to genuine life where you can come as you are and be transformed by the Word of God.